You know, I'm gonna give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> Stop laughing! And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty-ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Why are you laughing? Welcome, everybody, to Why Are You Laughing, a com uh, podcast that takes you through the history of comedy, step-by-step, step. and today I'm pleased to present to you Ronnie Dangerfield? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I, actually, I, I did forget which, which one we we've were We've done on. six episodes today. But it is uh, Rodney Dangerfield, and that's an example of why I shouldn't try to do a professional intro. But frankly, fellas, I don't feel you give me no respect, huh? <laughs> is that a good place to start? All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Bye, guys. I quit. <laughs> Everyone's walking out. <laughs> so... Uh, yes, today we are uh, covering the life and career of the great Rodney Dangerfield. But first, I should say thanks to uh, Matt from Rhode Island for letting us use yeah. vaulted podcasts. Am I supposed to thank your fucking... Uh... <laughs> what do you mean, delicious candy and anchor hard your, seltzer? Your plugola again that I'm not, <laughs> not getting a taste of? <laughs> what are you talking about? There's a whole case of it out there. Pay I'm not, gonna, it I'm not drinking during the show. <laughs> We've seen how that turns out, goddammit. Well, you haven't eaten anything, and Chef Lewis brought us some nice food today, too. We, he's got yeah. nothing to plug. Yeah. <laughs> I like that I like that now people are going to think, like, every week this guy yeah. brings them food? <laughs> yeah, we're a big deal. <laughs> uh, uh, you're trying to make me feel bad, but I'm just still happy you didn't try to straighten your fake tie while you were saying I get no respect oy, over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more upset you're not wearing a robe uh, with tell nothing you. else. Uh, <laughs> Can I take him with me? Uh, my wife likes to talk after sex, so she calls me from a hotel room. Huh? <laughs> hey, uh, Tithead, go with my father. <laughs> the, the, you know, those are, the, uh, those are the types of great jokes we're going to get into today, <laughs> done with a slightly better delivery than us. Ah, uh, just but right. it's interesting, because uh, Rodney is the, I think, the kind of the definition of the sad clown guy, where like... He was yeah. always a character when you saw him on The Tonight Show or his stand-up or where, where, any anytime you saw Rodney, he was in that Rodney character. Yep. But he's a very like he lived a very sad life. And a lot of those self-deprecating jokes, or all of those self-deprecating jokes, maybe, <laughs> came from a an all too real place. Yeah. Um so we can start with uh uh right from the beginning there are a couple funny facts about Rodney. Um how do I have it listed? <laughs> I forget because there's one I think you guys are really going to enjoy, but <laughs> Uh, where do we start here? Matt? His uh, his real name? Oh, of course. His real name, Jacob Cohen. Is that right? Yep. Yes. Uh, but What's my name? His first fake name. In what way? My name's spelled a Cohen. I guess. No, it's Cohen. C O H E N. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> You're an That's idiot. Some of the same letters, I guess. <laughs> but, I feel like that was a trap by Matt. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, he was named. He was born Jacob Cohen. Uh, he changed his name, maybe for reasons we'll talk about in a second. For the first time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he went by, his, the start of his career was uh, Jack Roy, and he legally changed his name to that. Uh, so I don't know if perhaps he was running from some demons in the Cohen name, because, uh, uh, tell us a little about his father, Matt, if you could. Mm -hmm. Uh, his dad was a uh, comic slash juggler who abandoned the family shortly after Rodney was born. Great guy. <laughs> I so that was the fact that I, was, that I think you guys would find peach. funny. That I like the idea that he's like, my juggling career is taken off. I don't have time for you people anymore. I'm going to Barnum and Bailey's. That thing will last forever. 
Do you think he was Penn Gillette? <laughs> you know, marriages come and go, but I'll tell you what lasts a lifetime, and that's juggling. <laughs> An art form that will always be respected. Huh? Have fun, have fun with your silly stand-up, son. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking this juggling act out on the road. I'm back. You know why I'm back? The moving pictures, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> WNBA halftimes don't pay enough. Uh, but, but cool. uh, uh, so... Late in life, though, to skip ahead for a moment, um, I guess kind of an admirable, admirable quality about Rodney <clears throat> is uh, long after Rodney got famous, uh, maybe his dad was de- – this was not like a money grab. Maybe his dad was dealing kind of with the end of his life and reviewing some of the mistakes he made. Uh, he begged Rodney for forgiveness and uh, play Rodney's response to that. I think it's pretty pretty enlightened. He cried to me and said to me, will you forgive me? You know what I mean? Will you forgive me? I says, yeah, forget about it. We'll worry about that stuff, you know? But uh, actually, as far as I was concerned, and seeing his own kid, he was not that nice. You know, he had his own life and lived it. I think that's pretty, like, good for him. Because yeah. everything in me would be like, oh, fuck you. And I never realized, uh, until I was in therapy... I never really realized, like, I have anger towards my parents or whatever. <laughs> and I would watch shows where, like, uh, uh, the main character was going to tell off his dad, but ended up just forgiving him. And I was always like, what a fucking puss. You tell him off, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> because I had that anger in me somewhere. And it's pretty uh, amazing for a guy like Rodney, who had a much worse situation than I did, be able to say late in life, like, hey, he had his demons, you know? Yeah. I gotta say, he looks great here. Rodney? <laughs> I was gonna say, he needs to be furious for them giving him that face. Like I said, is they, that on the screen? <laughs> no, no, no. No? He looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, maybe not the most attractive guy, Rodney Dangerfield, but that was not a... It was, it was not stepped around no, as he, a kid. It always looked like his eyes were trying to escape from his head. <laughs> He's got that I've been boozing for 12 days nose. Well, that too. But uh, his lack of confidence doesn't just come from his appearance. Uh, what, what else do we have? Oh. There's some other troubling facts about his childhood. His mother said that, uh, well, she was cold and she showed no emotion. And she, she encouraged him to go marry a rich woman. That should be his goal. I like that in the fucking, <laughs> when was Rodney born? In the 30s? I think uh, it says. Yeah. yeah. Um, Women so, weren't allowed to have money then. Exactly. Well, <laughs> honestly, I like the idea of a lady who's like, oh boy, you gotta. I mean, I know yeah. women don't make a lot, but you gotta find. You better find one because you are going to be a failure. <laughs> You're gonna be a nobody. <laughs> so, and this is, by the way, I mean, I guess this was commonplace in the fucking 30s and 40s, but Rodney like worked to support his family as a uh-huh. middle schooler. Yeah. Uh, I think it said like he sold ice cream and and. Yep. Uh, shit like that when he was a delivered, kid. Delivered groceries. Delivered and groceries. He was a singing waiter. <laughs> well, I wanted to get to that because oh, I don't know what the fuck a I'm singing sorry. waiter is. That was a few years later. So we'll talk All about right. that in a second. But yeah, even as a kid, uh, he had that kind of work ethic. And, uh, uh, you know, R- Rodney's another one of these guys like L- Norman Lear mm-hmm. that we talked about where, like, he, he at some point was selling aluminum siding and doing <sighs> comedy. Uh, so we'll talk about that type of shit. But it's funny just to compare to now where uh, we're literally in a time where in droves people are quitting their jobs. Aluminum yeah. siding to the ho- like a house? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Would, what other kind kill- of aluminum siding is there? I don't know. That was just like a weird thing. I would kill myself during like a hailstorm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. That would suck. Pink, 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 pink. Oh, oh. God. 
That would be miserable. <laughs> I, I just like the idea of Rodney as a salesman. Like, how, yeah. could, you, how could you not laugh at this guy <laughs> yeah. pitching you aluminum siding? You should buy it. It's going to be great siding, for you, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be uh, good for your house. <laughs> I wish one of us could do a Rodney impression. That would make this episode a lot more fun. <laughs> we should have called Soder, our pal Soder. Oh. Oh, I was going to say, actually, I was just going to use him as an example. Like, you get guys like Rodney who are like selling aluminum siding, and then Norman Lear is like doing door to door salesman. Every comic now. Who hasn't quit their job yet? They're all waiters. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Dan Soder. He's like, oh, I could finally quit my job at the restaurant. Yeah, well, I'm on but the bonfire now. <laughs> so that's the thing. Not to mention, I guess he was just following in his dad's footsteps of ridiculous jobs that won't <laughs> exist. Like the da- the Dangerfield lineage is like, what's a job that won't exist in five years? Let me yeah. try and do that. <laughs> what the fuck is a singing waiter? Uh, Here is your prime rib. Yeah. <laughs> he, he described. I heard him describe it on Stern. We don't have hello, access to it. Hello, hello, no. No, hello. No, no. I don't think I included it. But uh, he, he it? described it on Stern, and he said he wasn't a great singer or anything. But like that was the entertainment. Is your waiter would come oh, up to you? Why is there? Why does it have to be entertainment? And be like, hey, what do you want? And what the person weird, with, have you ever heard singing time. in a restaurant and been like, thank God. <laughs> What a, what a weird time pre-1970s America was. <laughs> it was a weird time. And I don't, th- you know, it feels like obviously that's because yeah. of when we were born, but it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> like it feels like even if I was born back then, I'd be like, why the f- is this fucker like, singing? Have this guy go away. Bring please. him my steak. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> go away leave. so I can talk to my friend. <laughs> So like, ah, the Three Stooges like, ah, here's some filet of soul and heal. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> So yeah, Rodney started writing jokes at 15, I think, and then uh, uh, started performing performing stand-up at uh, 19, and then where do we go from there? Um, well, on Howard Stern, he talks about his big break and how he was still, what we were talking about, he was still doing the aluminum siding. Oh, wait a minute. He talked about something else on Stern, too, I forgot. <laughs> something I could, something I... <laughs> Do, do you have that note? It should be above that. Is this something you don't want to read out loud? It's, but... a, it's after his mother. Not really, but I yeah, feel uh, bad. Um... His mother told me he was a dog face that would never get married. And then he had something else that really bumped down his confidence. I, don't, I didn't write that down. I don't. Not like he was molested. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> to that's... cut right to the chase. Oh, that uh, was in the text. Yeah, okay. That he sent us um, today. Like so he. Today. So. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, but he was on uh, Howard Stern talking about the time uh, he was molested. So this kid, not only uh, one of his parents bailed on him, one of them emotionally bailed on him, and then he also goes through a uh, traumatic ex- experience like that. Are you sure I didn't include that link? Because he tells a pretty funny story about the guy <laughs> luring him over to his van. Yeah, <laughs> as only no, Rodney you could. Did. It's. I got it's... no. I got rapping Rodney. Natural born killers was the one today. Yeah, that was. Uh... No, now forget it. <sighs> We can uh, we can put it in post maybe. Yeah, we'll clip it in. Yeah, all right. And this is yeah. where the uh, audience will realize we didn't do that. We <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just hit the flag button. Uh, what do we have next? Uh, well, the him talking about the Ed Sullivan show on uh, on Howard Stern talking okay. about doing the aluminum siding. Yeah. So uh, Rodney for a long time was a, a, a failed comedian. He quit comedy. Uh, he got married in the early 50s? Um, yeah. No, uh, he got 19, married in... 1951, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he got married, and at that point, uh, he got married to a... Does it say her name there? Joyce Indig. Yeah. And she was a singer, but at the time, they both kind of uh, had fledgling careers, mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted to start a family, so they quit showbiz 
to uh, you know provide for their family, and that's when uh, Rodney started selling aluminum siding yep. and going to do- door to door. But uh, he always wrote jokes, and uh, I mean that's kind of an admirable thing when you're as funny as Rodney. But then I realized that like he has the confidence of a fucking slug. Yep. <laughs> so I'm sure he wanted to quit a long time before that. So Mike, I found the quote about molest being molested too. Please. He said he told Howard Stern about being molested as a child. Men lured him into their car and kissed him for a nickel. Yes. <laughs> he blocked out the time period. Yeah. He met the original <laughs> Uncle Paul. <laughs> hey, Ron. <laughs> so, so the guy obviously lived a very sad life oh, yeah. during a time where uh, if you were sad, you were just a pussy. Like if you had depression, <laughs> if you had, honestly, if you had depression, oh, you have to quit being a pussy. You know what I mean? So I think Rodney grew up in an era where a guy couldn't show that sort of thing. And he's this brilliant uh, comedic mind that nothing was working for him for whatever reason. And uh, I can't imagine the the depression that you feel. So Rodney's a guy that makes me realize as a guy who's in therapy that uh, week after week is like, you know, it's... My childhood really fucked me up. <laughs> and the therapist is like, yeah, we talked about that last week. I remember. Whereas Rodney has like the kind of this mountain of depression that yeah. I that makes me feel like such a such a pussy. It's funny that we can talk <laughs> about that now. And I feel like the pussy. But Rodney had a really genuinely um, uh, sad childhood and was was able to do something I never was and channel that into being fucking hilarious. Because yeah. like when you find out he's depressed, we'll get there look, one day. Look at anyone, <laughs> look at any one of his jokes, and if you really like look at it seriously, you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a man who has no confidence, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's basically his entire act. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here is uh, except for Caddyshack. <laughs> well, that too, which we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rodney was on uh, uh, Howard Stern, and he got his big break uh, on the Ed Sullivan Show in the. Does it say what year? I forget. 60s, I think. Uh, well, we'll play it. <laughs> Check 67. Yeah. yeah. Where did you sell the aluminum side? I was in Englewood, New Jersey for 10 years. <gasps> Could you imagine? I'll tell you something. So I saw people at job, you know, saying on Saturday, Sunday, they're watching Ed Sullivan, and they see me walk out on Ed Sullivan under a different name. <laughs> wow. My name, Jack Roy, the real name, so I'm siding. Then they see Rodney Danesfield. So they <laughs> says, she says to the mechanic, is Mr. Roy so in show business? Yeah. He says, yeah, he's just setting aside, you know? Wow. On the side, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ed Sullivan's the side okay. game. That's, I, I mean, that's like now if fucking uh, Michael Che knocked on your door. <laughs> yeah. Would you like some aluminum siding? <laughs> it's like, are you the guy from fucking uh, Weekend Update? <laughs> but that is, that's what entertainment was, where these guys would get famous, but not really, like, they knew yeah. the struggle a lot more than a lot yep. of kids now that went to fucking theater camp or, uh, you know, took improv their entire life. Improv. And that's, uh, fuck, I forgot to qu- it's funny. I'll get my good Norman Lear information in this episode, yeah. in the Rodney episode. <laughs> a quote I meant to say about Norman Lear is he had a brilliant point yeah. about why, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, why writers now, why everything is a retread of something else. Mm-hmm. Because guys that wrote in uh, Norman Lear's time 
wrote about their life experience. Right. Whereas uh, guys who right now grew up watching Norman Lear's shows and watching Seinfeld and all that shit. So that's their life experience. So they're writing about, oh, we have to have another episode where characters switch bodies (laughs) for the 10,000th time. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, (laughs) that's, that's kind of... Uh, why I respect this generation so much more than ours and why why I think they were able to talk about a lot more real stuff and why we have uh, mental breakdowns every time reality creeps into (laughs) entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really, Rodney is a guy who was depressed his entire life and bottled that into... Uh, you know, I'm ugly jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a pretty admirable fucking thing. Absolutely. Great jokes, though. Uh, Fucking superhero. All right. Uh, Where are we going now, Matt? Well, I have the clip from uh, Natural Born Killers queued up, but before that, um, you want to talk about how he couldn't originally, originally he couldn't get booked on The Tonight Show? Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The angry letter? This was great. One of uh, one of Carson's many, many, be- Carson was the angriest guy. Like, when we do his episode, we might be able to do an episode just on Carson's beefs, uh, because the guy, the guy knew how to hold a grudge. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, after after Ed Sullivan, uh, Rodney did Ed, Ed Sullivan a few times and was starting to uh, make it big as a comedian. Um, but he one night he was up watching the Tonight Show, and uh, I believe it was either that he sent in jokes to the Tonight Show, hmm. or um, that I think maybe a writer was at uh, the Comedy Store or wherever, and saw Rodney do some joke and they used it on the Tonight Show, without uh, obviously credit. Like he didn't get paid for that or anything. Uh, so he wrote an angry letter to the Tonight Show, just a scathing review of how <laughs> how furious he was about this, and uh, and then after that he couldn't get booked, and he never he was like he's like why the cat fucking I because he didn't think they would really even notice that I guess who he was and he's and he was like why can't I get booked on the Tonight Show, and uh, uh, they were like well Johnny's fucking furious, <laughs> and he could never he could never get booked Johnny held a grudge until uh, Rodney ran into him in public. Mm-hmm. And uh, bent the knee and apologized to him. He said, I shouldn't have done that. I'm really sorry. And Carson said, eh, no big deal. <laughs> like he hadn't no held, big a, deal now. hadn't held a grudge for 10 years. <laughs> and held, held back Rodney's career. Thinking of who Carson was, it's crazy that he even, that shit oh. even makes his radar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to figure also in the, uh, in that era, maybe he was a little more hands-on oh, than yeah. like Jimmy Fallon would be. He was in yeah. the trenches. Like, yeah. But he was, he was a comic. He was, a comic, like he was a comics comic, like before he even had the Tonight Show. He, but he, he, Carson valued loyalty, and oh. I guess he looked at that as saying, yep. like, you, and he had a big ego, so maybe he looked yeah. at that as saying, like, you think I would steal a fucking joke, <laughs> and you're gonna come at me, the king, you know? So we'll get into that, in a little, but that kind of that that speaks to, to God. Uh, that kind of speaks to both guys when you think oh, about yeah. it. Where Carson was this guy who held a grudge, and then like when you bend the knees, like, yeah, I don't like it was no big deal. But Rodney's the kind of guy that will swallow his pride and say, oh, this yeah. be good for my career, and I respect Johnny Carson, so I'm just going to do this. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like there's a couple fella. more. Before we get to uh, his acting career, I thought there were a couple more. Uh, uh, he, he was making big money in Vegas, but then he had to move back yeah. east uh, because his wife's drinking got out of hand. Yeah, so mm. Rodney got divorced. In just the, like my mom. Oh. <laughs> Rodney got divorced oh. in the uh, early 60s. And then remarried like a year later to that same Jane yeah. Indig or whatever her name is. Same lady. Yeah, 1962 they got divorced and then they got remarried in 1963. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think he was still married by the time he broke. I don't know if the marriage was falling apart or what. But uh, fucking, you know, good for Rodney, I guess. I mean, New York is still a hub of comedy, but he was starting to make it out in L.A. 
His wife was kind of going off the rails, and this was towards the end of their marriage. Um, they probably already weren't communicating, really. If They were on separate coast in 1968. Right. But uh, uh, Rodney moved back to Jersey to be around his kids a little more, and that's when he opened uh, Dangerfield Danger in New York Fields. City, which is now gone. <laughs> Just fucking. Sucks. It was it was a hub of comedy, and then it became a place where uh, prom shows would go. <laughs> I was gonna say Dangerfields itself was never really the hub. Yeah, no. and then it became a place where six drunks would hang out. Ima- imagine getting booked at that place. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> to, to the set of The Joker. <laughs> to well, now uh, uh, de- debunked. Now being defunct. gone. It's crazy yeah. that that didn't make them enough money. I know. What do you mean? It's it's never they yeah. never talk about where it is though. Well, everyone uh, just those stairs yeah. in New York that the Joker was climbing up. Everyone oh, yeah. goes to all yeah, those that's locations. Right. That's true. Oh, oh, you mean from tourists? Yeah. yeah. I, th- <laughs> I thought Craig was looking at life through the lens of like a six year old. Like, well, they must have gotten forty trillion dollars for that, right? <laughs> oh no! You no, get no. The, when you're in the big pictures, <laughs> they probably figured out like the medium amount of money yeah. that they get a day and gave them that. 40. Right. Uh, but Mike, you skipped over, we skipped over this one in the yeah. six, in the early sixties. He was still the salesman, but he's working under the name Dan- Rodney Dangerfield. Yes, that's the one I wanted to, to get a, to. A Jack Benny show character. Yeah, and he had no idea <laughs> so, until Johnny Carson. Carson again, big uh, big yeah. influence in in uh, uh, Rodney's life. So Rodney <laughs> Good was at and a, bad. Rodney was at a club, and because he was still a salesman. Didn't want to go by the name Jack Roy, because that was the name he used now uh, as an aluminum siding guy. So he didn't want it to to affect his career, because, you know, I guess for the time, Rodney was a little blue. (laughs) But uh, so a club owner said, uh, why don't you use the name Rodney Dangerfield? And Rodney said, yeah, whatever, that's funny. (laughs) Like, who gives a fuck? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Sure. So he used it that night, and for whatever reason, it stuck. And then uh, years later, I guess they went out to dinner or something, and Carson was like... uh, so you were a big ba- Jack Benny fan? And Rodney's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, your name is a reference to some uh, Jack Benny show character. And he's like, uh, nah, some hack club owner told me to take it. <laughs> so This is going to be a full episode of us not doing his impression well at yeah, all. Yeah, right. I know. You have to kind of do it, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it a second ago. I just sounded like dice. So he went, oh, <laughs> it's funny that like hey, such, such an original, hilarious guy, the entire basis of his career is off of a hack reference <laughs> to a guy 40 years prior <laughs> <laughs> to Jack Benny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so uh, Rodney's career started taking off after he got Ed Sullivan, the Tonight Show became huge stand up comedian. And uh, then he started getting acting work. He was in the some movie called The Projectionist. That uh, didn't really take off, and uh, he did not get any, at least any starring roles for like five or six years, until he was cast in uh, the, uh, obviously, the classic film Caddyshack, Mm. which, this makes a lot of sense, like when you look at it through hindsight, they originally wanted Don Rickles to play that part. Yeah. Um, And they ended up going with, did I I write down why? I forget why that happened. Uh, I think it was just that Rodney wanted the part. Uh, and Rodney said he would it? only do it if he yeah, could ad-lib. Right. Oh, that's right. And, but you can see Rickles in that role doing essentially the oh, same thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like he, the same shit he did in like Dirty Work. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Rodney yeah. and Rickles are guys, again, yeah. um, to draw parallels. <laughs> like I would say they're the same genre of comedy. Kind Definitely. Of. Even though least, yeah. Rickles' comedy was directed outward. 
Where yeah. he was he was an insult comic. Absolutely. And Rodney would insult himself. Yep. They were kind of, you know, bookends in that way. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm using that the wrong. The yin yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and to speaking of that, to talk about like influences of Rodney, he's another guy where everyone pretty much yeah. in a way like a guy like uh jim norton a guy like jim norton, jim norton with huge. S- with self-deprecating stuff absolutely uh david tell in that same respect i think and even like kind of the voice and cadence everyone copies a tell's voice and cadence yeah but you can see some parallels from uh rodney to a tell like putting it this way yeah their careers are not similar but i <laughs> i would not be surprised if like one of a tell's first influences was rodney you oh, know what i mean absolutely um yeah, Jim Norton, like you said, uh, is an obvious one. And then there's guys that kind of just do, like, you can tell have that style, but it's completely different, like Jezelnik, who I bring up all the time, yeah. where it's, again, Jezelnik, the complete opposite, where he's like I, a, a cocky asshole. Yeah, I, I'd put, character. like, Mark Maron in there, too, because he's he's super shitty to himself. Anyone in the <laughs> self-deprecating genre, yeah. you can also put... In, I mean, I would say Rodney kind of influenced... Uh, most of the comedy we this, see today. This is Cannon and Anchor's coaching tree, by the way. Yes, yeah. Cannon and Anchor's coaching tree. <laughs> Thank coaching you. tree brought to you by Cannon. We're not doing them in the next episode. They've yeah. gotten enough out of us. <laughs> Pay up. <laughs> hey, um, they're a small brewery. They sent us a whole bunch of free shit. <laughs> Relax. Jesus. Stop taking personal offense to the jokes, Mike. Uh, but in terms, like, so like when I bring up a tell and like Sam Morillo is another guy, oh, I would yeah. kind of say like that for yeah. sure. But even like if you don't think of it directly, look at who um, Rodney's influences were, which mm. you would not think of a direct comparison. Like one guy who he worked with a little bit, I think uh, this guy brought him out on on the road, was uh, Lenny Bruce. Mm. And Rodney said that was one of his first influences. When you really look at it, like Lenny Bruce is this, at the time. Like, Lenny Bruce is cool, everybody. A, a cool talking like uh, political guy. Whereas that's not Rodney at all. No. But... That was a guy who completely influenced his comedy, you know? Well, Lenny Bruce was, like, the first blue comic, wasn't right. he? Right. Yeah. Well, not the got first, ar- but, got like... got arrested for... Yeah. For his speech. The most influential, for sure. Oh, yeah. Time, yeah. Yeah. If he wasn't the first. And then his other his other uh, influences, I think you can see a little more. Uh, W.C. Fields. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Groucho Marx. Was mm-hmm. was it W.C. Fields in uh, in Goodfellas when he's like, take my wife, please? Who was that? Was it Henny Youngman? Maybe? Henny Youngman. Henny that's Youngman, who it was. Yeah. yeah. That's what. We're, that's going to be fun when we have to go that's, to guys like that because I don't know the, anything about them. Oh no, hell no. But that's the cadence that Rodney had. Was like, oh, take my wife, please. Oh, completely. Uh, but like with like more modern, like better material. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Rodney's material holds up now. 30, 40, 50 years later. But it's like in the style of like, just like take my wife, please. Yeah. yeah, like pseudo vaudeville comics. Yeah, like he's up there with a fucking violin saying like, yeah. "Oh, take my wife." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, another fact about Caddyshack. So Rodney got paid thirty-five grand for Caddyshack. That's which it. I don't know what that's like. At the, I mean, it seems like what year peanuts is that? now? Uh, uh, Nineteen eighty. Was it 80? Yeah. So it was filmed in 79. It was 1980. But I don't know what the going rate for a supporting role in a comedy was in 1980. I mean, that's probably pretty well, I would imagine. I I would think it's middle of the road. Yeah. I would think, you know? It's not piss poor. Put it this way I'm guessing they saved money not paying Rickles. What do you think? What do you think Jackie Mason made to play Rodney Dangerfield's character in Caddyshack? Oh, God. I hope not. (laughs) I hope not a lot. (laughs) 
Was it the same character? Oh, it wasn't the same character, okay. but it was the same character. Oh, obviously. But I didn't know if they were like, hey, here's Rodney again. <laughs> how, much did, how much did Jackie Mason make for Caddyshack 2? Because I'm, I'm very curious about that. See if we, I, what year did that one come out? 85, 86? So yeah, sounds right. Rodney just said no. Oh, the whole well, cast everybody said no. said no. Everybody said no. Oh, that's Dan, right. Dan Aykroyd played Bill Murray's character. Caddyshack, <laughs> like, Caddyshack is movie. Caddyshack Two is, the is renowned movie. as the worst sequel of all time. By yeah, a lot of people. it's horrendous. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, it's you the only person. <laughs> the only the only actor that's in both is Chevy Chase. Right, but yeah. Chevy Chase is only in like one scene. Yeah, right, in like one, they in, twisted his arm. Yeah. But it's, it's how much did he get for that one? Oh scene? my god, he probably <laughs> more than 35 grand. Yeah, I bet. More than 35 grand. <laughs> but I thought uh, you can't find it. That's all right. I'm just, I was just curious about that morbidly because, well, <laughs> regardless, what a, what we a don't, kick in the dick. We don't really know the uh, the going rate for what a comedy uh, no. was paying in 1980, but what we do know is that Rodney said. Uh, he lost 150000 in Vegas gigs for taking the role. Oh, wow. So by doing Caddyshack, the amount of time uh, he could have played in Vegas, he would have made an extra hundred fifty grand. <laughs> so, and, you know, converted to now would be a shit ton more. Yeah, I think, way more. I think a guy now, like Rodney now would be making hundred grand a night probably. Ugh. And he probably got yeah. no royalties Oh God, Caddyshack no, or anything. Again, like, and that's one of like one of the one of the movies that people cite as one of the funniest movies of all time. Like it's in with like Blazing Saddles and like Animal House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. It's once Rodney's career took off. Like then he wrote and starred in uh, Easy Money and Back to School, which people <laughs> the, love. The Ladybugs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, he didn't. Did he have any bombs? That, I mean, he was in like Little Nicky and shit. The Ladybugs. But I can't. I don't know the Ladybugs. Oh, I thought there was a reference to something I didn't no, get. No, it's a movie. <laughs> oh boy. He was like a coach for like a. Hang on. I'll I remember Little Nicky so fondly, and I went back and watched it. Like a year I ago. loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, I went and watched it like a year ago. It, you want to talk about looking back at hack material? The Ladybugs. Oh, I love. I no, love Little, no, Little Nicky. Oh, Little Nicky. Have you watched it lately? Cassius, get in the flash. <laughs> Have you seen him in the flash? Yeah, I mean, I'm I've from the south. Last year, yeah. the deep south. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, devil guy! Some dude just stole your shit. <laughs> well, by the way, uh, Rodney, one of the few guys to play the devil and an angel in, f- in oh. films. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what the other one was. I'm sure they were both shit. But this Coke uh, tastes like Pepsi. You're damn right, it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's definitely like really Most funny parts. <laughs> but there's a ton of shit in that. So far, here's the trend yeah. I've noticed: is uh, in every episode. For example, this one, Craig will try to turn this to a little Nicky episode. <laughs> hey, hey, the little Nicky chat seems to be dying down, but I'd like to really keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't brought that up in months. Henry, I haven't brought that movie in months. Henry Winkler. Covered in bees. <laughs> Covered Winkler in bees. Um, that so was yeah. the second you can do it guy. This was... Uh, <laughs> all right. Rodney also did a dramatic role. He did a dramatic did. role. Um, uh, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> because before he played a dramatic role, he also started a music career. <laughs> so we take you to 1983 when uh, Rodney was at the at the peak. Can we please listen to the whole thing? <laughs> he was in Caddyshack. He just wrote Easy Money uh, and starred in it. And then, say what you want about it now, uh, this was a Billboard charts hit. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first rap song oh, no. to hit the charts that oh, high. No. 
So, so who's in charge of the billboard, Norman Lear? I'll give, I'll give you a little taste of. It's considered the first uh, rap slash pop crossover hit. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what it was. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah, the oh, Fat Boys God. were probably before Rodney. All the Fat Boys. <laughs> but uh, let's play a little, a bit of rapping Rodney for you. Oof. I tell you, I'm all right now, but last week I was in rough shape. I don't get a break with nothing. Look at I, I played hide and seek when I was three. No respect. No respect. <laughs> Why they wouldn't even look for me. No respect. No respect. I was an ugly kid. I never had fun. No respect. No respect. They took me to a dog show and I won. No respect. No respect. <laughs> when I was born, I Some of the lines are still good. No yeah. respect. No respect. My old man said he wanted a boy. No respect. No respect. <laughs> I was an ugly kid, always alone. No respect. No respect. <laughs> Halloween, I had a trick or treat over the phone. No respect. No <laughs> respect. The lines are good. Friends don't call, my phone don't ring. I don't get a break with anything. I just want to get you to the chorus. Ah, death, where is my sting? It's just rap and So I play that to say, while we do thank Rodney for a lot of great comics that came after him that he influenced, we can also <laughs> thank him for the shit comedy we had in the 90s, like Joe Piscopo and the like, that would be like, my name is Mike and I'm here to say, yeah. it's crazy that I'm white and rapping this way. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Rodney started that, which is very unexpected. Where does Weird Al fit in that conversation, I wonder? Well, He's I mean, Weird Al's a goat. Don't, don't you dare! I agree. I'm just. It's saying. a different. It's a different level. You know, <laughs> like what we have to do an episode on him. By the way. We will, actually. I, we'll I think to. Weird Al is a little underrated. Like we'll He's used to. as a hack, but he's not. Underrated. Oh, he's definitely not a hack. No. No. Not a hack He started all. all the... He was before Kids Bop it's and just, all that shit. It's just the parody <laughs> song is just an odd level of on the hierarchy of sure, comedy. <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, so Rodney... And again, a lot of the lines in that were pretty funny. Oh, like, they, were all, they were all good Rodney lines. Trick or treat over the phone. I like the... I went to the dog <laughs> show and I won. <laughs> and, and with the... You know, we have the, the power of hindsight, so maybe it wasn't as douchey. I was in, super douchey. In 1983, though? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. But, it, like I said, it did influence, I think, a lot of that, where it's like, isn't it crazy? I'm, ra I'm a white guy and I'm rapping. Isn't that funny? <laughs> isn't this neat? And the other thing, so I, I knew about Joe that song. <laughs> I knew about that song forever. Because of O&A? No, no, oh, no. that's where I heard it first. I heard, for whatever reason, maybe Stern, maybe yeah. the same type of thing. Um, but I heard rap and Rodney when I was young. So I always knew this existed. But it shook me to the core <laughs> when I did research for this episode and found out it was a a rap pop crossover hit. <laughs> they play this on the radio. I thought Rodney had it wiped from existence. No, it was very successful, Mike. <laughs> it's it 1983. You pull up to a red light, and the car next to you is blasting rapping Rodney. Rappin Rodney. <laughs> That's what's blasting when cars are pulling into the gas stations. <laughs> Bobbing their heads. Uh, so yeah, Rodney, uh, the the dramatic role that he took on that we referenced was in uh, Nat, the Woody Harrelson vehicle, Natural Born Killers. Which um, is absurd. It is a little absurd, but like, so this is the only clip of him I could find online from the movie. I, he's not in it very much. Yeah, I don't think this really does it justice of Rodney being in a drama, though. 
because it's still kind of him being funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, we'll play it. I guess it's funny to hear him curse, which he never really did. He's also, like, he's also such a creep. Oh, yeah. Like, the the implicate, the, 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 uh... Do you go back and look at his face again? Obviously. Yeah. Well, if no, you're watching... The implications of, of this scene is just so, like, ugh. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube or Patreon.com slash BlindMike, where you can get these episodes early, um, then you'll you'll get a little taste of how creepy this scene is shot, but it is weird from an audio perspective that there's like a laugh track in the background. That's yeah. the only thing that kind of takes away from it. It's it's kind of funny though. Let's play it. It's a vignette in the movie though. It's a backstory. Right, right. Hi Dad, how is work? What work? I'm unemployed. <laughs> Where the f- have you been, huh? Well, you look nice, Mallory. Yuck, you look like. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Well, I'm gonna go now. Christmas I'll be vacation. back at midnight, okay? What are you wearing? A broomstick Julia and a trash Bruce. bag? Why don't you put some meat on you, huh? <laughs> a few pounds lighter, you'll be missing the opium. <laughs> what the hell do you think you're going, huh? I'm going to the John Lee Hooker concert with Donna. I told you that yesterday. First off, you don't tell me anything. You ask my permission. Second, you're not going out in that hoover house dress. You'll end up peddling your ass, you stupid bitch. And third, you're not going out at all. You didn't mow the yard. That piece of shit lawnmower is fine! That's the way you talk in front of your mother, you stupid bitch. You watch your language. So, so again, this, is, this movie is a drama. And, like, with no laugh track, kind of, it would be weird and out of place to hear Rodney yeah. like that. But with the laugh track, you're like, this is kind of funny. I'd watch this. <laughs> That's what's-a-face. Um, Juliette Lewis. From uh, Christmas Vacation, right? Yeah. Um, a cogent point. And what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yep. Oh. And Juliet and the Licks. Let's talk Her more man. about Juliet Lewis. <laughs> I killed him, Gilbert. What's she up to? She's a um, very successful actress. I know. Want me to call her? <laughs> I don't know why this has been yeah, brought to a screaming halt. I can't play the Sanford and Son music, but I'll call Julia. <laughs> That'd be incredible. That'd be great. Hey, we're doing an episode of Rodney Dangerfield. Remember when he called you a bitch and choked you out? It'd be great if Matt was like, I actually have her number. <laughs> Believe it or not, we met once at a, and we stayed She's in touch. Here right we're now. Good, we're good friends. <laughs> Look at, for the Rodney episode, we bring in Julian Lewis look, to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> look at what this is paused on right now. He's like grabbing her by the neck. She looks afraid and it says, I'll kick the shit out of you like I do her. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He was a fun loving guy, Frightening. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> um, and like uh, later in life, he became kind of known for, I mean, this was the thing he talked about on Stern a lot too. Uh, he became known for the sheer amount of pot he would smoke. Like I guess he was a big pot yeah. guy. And evidently, uh, he went to the White House to meet Reagan in uh, like '83. And he, <laughs> again, '83. I think this is like him at the top of his game still. Yeah. And uh, he lit up a joint in the White House. <laughs> so I think he just became a guy that, like, uh, the early years—not even the early years—the first 60 years of his life mm-hmm. were very sad and depressing, and not what they want. He wanted them to be. And I think the last, you know, 20 or 30. He said, well, fuck it. I'm going to live my life now, you know? Yeah. He was also known for, uh, evidently, uh, wearing a robe untied. And you could see his giant <laughs> giant cock and balls swinging around. Sounds like Ric Flair. So so good for RD, I guess. Uh, what else do we have, Matt? Emphasis on the D. Well, I have that uh, that commercial for his special that you sent over. Oh, yeah. So I thought this was kind of just a, a good commentary on how Rodney dealt with depression. Um, this was an, I believe he got a comedy special with NBC, which it's weird to think that like yeah. 
Those were just on networks. Before. That they'll do comedy specials. Yeah, like there's there's no sense in like doing a comedy special on a network now. No, that, I mean it's not even it's thought so of. censored. Yeah. yeah, but I mean back then it was like where else would you watch it? Mm-hmm. So uh, this was on NBC. I assume on like a Friday or Saturday night they would play it. Look at those glo- those glasses. Though. Yeah. Those are fantastic. <laughs> well, this is how Rodney opens his special, and again, it's a you know to talk about his influence. I don't think a ton of people were t- joking about suicide in the eighties. Yeah. Or maybe it wasn't looked at as 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 darkly as it is, as it is now, so I'm not sure. But uh, Rodney makes it funny. They used yeah. to look at it as a favor. I bet you <laughs> it's fun. I bet you this. I bet you this bug's dad was rich. <laughs> Those fucking glasses. <laughs> we rudely intrude on the regular programming to bring you this fairly special oh, report. <laughs> We're here on 57th Street, where Rodney Dangerfield nice is threatening to there. leap from the 10th floor of this building unless ABC agrees to give him his own network special. Can we pause this for a second? Can we contrast this with Jim Norton getting fucked in the ass by Michael K. Williams in his well, intro? again, Rodney <laughs> opened a lot of doors. I'm just like, this is it's like, more it's a news story. Without, without Rodney, Jim Norton is never getting fucked in the ass by Michael K. Williams. Or spanked by Robert De Niro. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Like, this is the intro to his, like, oh, a special report. Yeah. Well, this is, like, that's the kind of self-deprecating humor you could so get away with funny. then, where, like, now we look at his uh, maybe a little cheesy. I like, that's how you can tell the difference between Rodney and most guys that would steal his act, Yeah, is we would look at, back at most guys as cheesy that did this, but, like, Rodney will make you laugh in this, <laughs> yeah. in this thing. All right. <laughs> we interrupt. Sorry. I tell you, I'm not bluffing. I got my own special... Well, I'm going to be a pancake. What are you doing? Oh, hi, Angie. Rodney, a special isn't that important. What are you doing? Think of your kids. I don't want my kids in my special. <laughs> that's a great Yeah, line. like who? I love how that's like a 25-year-old woman back then. <laughs> hey, can you think of anybody who loves Rodney? Rodney, it's me, Deacon. Go ahead and jump. I'll jump. catch you with this glove. <laughs> oh, I got a better idea. We'll catch him with a blanket. No, so there were, there were a bunch of people in this. Like Later you'll see uh, Andy Kaufman come and jump out the window. <laughs> it was a pretty funny intro to a special. And again, I don't know... I don't know that people were doing... I don't even know if people were doing intros. Intros at all. So, Dice. Thank Rodney for all these horseshit yeah. intros we have now. Dice? I, I, we I, do I, a I, skit in front of the fucking... I, I kind of want to see this. the rest of this. Well, Dice... How much Dice, longer is it? Dice had like a short film in front of one of his specials. How much long is this? Yeah. Oh, it's another three minutes. Yeah, Two yeah minutes it's long. a little long. That's yeah, a little long. Um, go, go, watch. go look up... Uh, how did I search this? Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield suicide special. I think is what I... <laughs> I think you'll find it. <laughs> um, did you just type that in and be hopeful? Or do we, no, I've you, seen it before. Were you tipped off? To <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I'm like, what, what are the odds? <laughs> uh, so Rodney was... Uh, again, even his death was sad where uh, he oh, was yeah. dealing with all sorts of illness and and health struggles uh late in life and then eventually died of uh complications during brain surgery Ugh. oh yeah so and i mean he was he was up there in age but it's still fucking like a, a brutal end to a very sad life uh and you know rodney dangerfield the influence he left like we said you could point to 10 million comedians mark norman's another one that like I'm, oh dude I was i'll be seeing mark norman tonight Huge influence uh, from Rodney, for sure. And you'd almost be hard-pressed if you name, like, Rodney, Rickles, Carlin, and Pryor. Mm-hmm. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone that doesn't have some 
influence from one of those four guys. Absolutely. Because they're that's kind of the – I mean, you could throw like Lenny Bruce and uh, a few others in there, but that's kind of the Mount Rushmore of comedy. Really. Well, the, the Mount Rushmore of like modern comedy. Right, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so is there anything th – there's one note about his death that I want to make, but is there anything before that that I missed um, in our notes? Uh, Jim Carrey got booed off stage once. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Jim, Jim Carrey, a young Jim Carrey opened for Rodney and uh, – I guess the the crowd wanted to see uh, Rodney so badly that he couldn't get one fucking impression out. They booed him off stage. That happened uh, with Dice shows as well. Oh, I, ma I imagine Dice's shows are probably more brutal than, Ro than Rodney's, I would think. They they seem to be in the same vein. Obviously, uh, Dangerfield's not as uh, yeah. fantastical. Yeah, and as Rodney, <laughs> well, Rodney's cleaner, too, is the other thing. Yeah. A little more family-friendly, I guess. Yeah. Even though he's talking about, you know, killing himself and his, <laughs> wife, his wife cheating on him. <laughs> yeah. uh, anything else on our list? He was able to get out his uh, bio autobiography before he died. He worked right till his death. So, like, Auto part. Yeah. while he was uh, having, having health troubles and going in for brain surgery he was working all the way to the end he finished his biography he was still doing shows like you'd hear him on fucking stern and shit oh, yeah. a few old years before he? he died uh how old was he when he died i'm gonna say 85 no no he's younger than that if you got to mid 80s and it's like uh he was you know 82 82 yeah that's a pretty good i mean, I mean it sucks he, the way he lived he died, a long life but, but a lot of like you feel for a guy like that who didn't get famous till he was fucking oh, like 50? almost 50 years 50 old. years old yeah, yeah. Uh, so he lived a sad life, but he was funny all the way through to death because his tombstone reads, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically Rodney's the guy like, uh, uh, everyone that like everyone bullshits. Oh, I want my tombstone to say this. Rodney just did it. He's like, ah, yeah, fuck it. And it seemed like, you know, it's for all intents and purposes. He was a good dad, despite all the, the shit that he went through. His, um, his examples. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, he moved back to New Jersey to be with his kids and shit yeah. like that. I don't know. And he put up with a uh, drunk maniac wife. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Same lady twice. Yeah. yeah. He moved back when he was making big money in Vegas. Yeah. 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 Boy, that guy well, couldn't catch a break life. with Vegas. <laughs> he wanted to, yeah, barrels of money they wanted to send him. And he's like, I got to do Caddyshack and take care of my fucking kids. <laughs> we'll <sighs> forget this guy. I think there's only one way to end this. Oh, well, hold, I want to say this. For, uh, well, we have to do revisionist history. Oh. Um, which, like, is there anything you wish Rodney did in his career? And the one thing I could think of is, like, I think Rodney would have been, uh, and at the time, this would have been huge, I think, a great, he could have had a great sitcom. Like, I'm really actually, he, oh, yeah. he was kind of built for sitcoms. I, th I thought you were going to say SNL. No, I don't really give a fuck about that. He no. Never, he probably hosted. Back then it would have been good. I don't see Rodney playing a lot of characters. No, he would be like a Weekend Update guy. Rodney seems like a guy who's always him. Yeah. Which I, I mean, because yeah. Rodney Dangerfield in itself is kind of a character, but I think that's, you know, pretty, yeah, but, pretty, but pretty strictly like, you, based on him. But you put that persona in different things. It's funny. Like, he was the devil. Right. It was, uh, he was a, right. like, but, a, but he was still, Lindy. he was Rodney Dangerfield as the exactly. devil. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know uh, what he would have been on SNL, but no, I think as like a, whether it be a sitcom dad or just Rodney single, <laughs> single living in the in the big city or whatever the fuck it would be, I think Rodney was kind of built for those, and I'm surprised. I'm sure he did some that never made it, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I I wish that would be the one thing in his career that he yeah. didn't do, where it's like, oh, I could see that very easily. So yeah. the odd couple, the odd guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All right, now you say there's only one way to end this, man. What's that? Where is my sting? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for joining us.
This has been uh, another episode of Why You Laughing. Take luck. Oh. Uh. Oh. 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 Oh.